0: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to episode 106. Today is Saturday, June 1st, and I'm Summer. You can find me on Ravelry and Instagram as Summer Yarns, S-O-M-E-R-Y-A-R-N-S, and you can find me sporadically on Twitter as Summer Newland, S-O-M-E-R-N-E-W-L-A-N-D. I've kind of picked it up. I'm not posting as much, but I am, I'm following again.
1: I'm Katie, uh, Katie B, -B K-A-Y-T-E-E-B-E on Rowlery, Uh, Katie B, K-T on Instagram. I do have it set to private. um, You can ping me if I can tell that you're a knitter and not some weird single guy who looks
0: like he's going to hit <laughs> on people. Um, <laughs> With no followers? <laughs> well, I've been no getting the yeah. weird,
1: like, single guys who have their accounts locked down. Oh, uh, like well, get that too, no, yeah. yeah, never mind, you know. Um, so, KDBKT on Instagram and Twitter, um, and then... Uh, Goodreads and stuff like that is all linked
0: off of my Rowlerry as well. Yeah, same here. And you can also find me and my husband. <laughs> we have a new uh, video podcast called J Fox Outside. It's J A Y F O X outside. Uh, we're um, we've got two episodes up where we have gone to a couple of we've done a couple of hikes. So if you're interested in hiking, especially like around the Texas area, uh, feel free to Check us out too. Um, it's been about six weeks, I think, since we recorded. It's been a crazy spring. I we said that in the last episode, I think, and it 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 is actually seeming to calm down. I think a little bit, um, at least for me. Um. So I I can't guarantee that we'll have any uh, any more regular schedule in the next little bit, but we'll get to you when we can. Um. I don't. I think overall we probably don't have a whole lot to talk about, but um I definitely have a couple of a couple of FOs and lots of whips and uh, some other stuff to talk about. So we'll get started. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first?
1: Uh what are we talking about?
0: Uh FOs. I don't have any. You don't so. have any, so I'll go first. <laughs> uh, So, let's see. I've got only two knitted FOS, and I'm sorry, this is rattling. Let me put this away, because I have a feeling I'm going to mess with it. I noticed when we were videoing, my husband and I, that I had... very, very fidgety, and I was rocking in the chair, and I had to stop, and then if I didn't do that, I was, like, hitting my legs, so I don't know that if, I don't know if I do anything like that when we record audio, but apparently I have some very nervous habits. Move
1: your hands. Yeah, I always do that,
0: though. I always talk with my hands. Anyway, I only have two knitted objects to talk about, and both of them are pairs, are a pair, both are pairs. I have two pairs of socks. (laughs) The first one has act this was on the needles for right about a year it had gotten shoved to the back of my whip pile for some reason they're really really pretty um they're just kind of a generic vanilla sock pattern I did um, on either side I did just a little bit of like I did a like a knit pearl knit pearl to give it a little bit of uh, of stretch when I first so this Pair started out. They were going to be. Uh, there was a pattern I was using, and I don't remember what it was, but it wasn't showing. It it just didn't work with the yarn, and I didn't want to rip it all the way back. But I it required sixty four stitches, and I usually do fewer than that, and I was afraid it was going. The socks were going to be too big, so I put in the little the little bit of ribbing to shrink them in, and it seemed to have done the job. Um. This is Unwind Yarn Company in the Bluffs colorway, which is, it reads as kind of a blue-green. It's um, heavily speckled with blues and, like, really, really dark browns and maybe, I think it's black. It may be, like, a dark, dark, dark blue or green, but um, it's really, really pretty. It's very, uh, it's It's very Dana yarn. I think it looks like Unwind. She really has a a specific look, and it looks like Unwind Yarn Company. There's that one. And then the second pair was um, a pair. The pattern I use almost exclusively for Vanilla Socks is My Knitted Heart Vanilla Socks by um, Elizabeth Suarez. And this is Regia. It's the Arnie and Carlos line. Uh, colorway is 02464. And it's got some kind of... It's got, like, speckled green. or the, It's got some of the self-patterning, so... But I think it just looks like speckled mm-hmm. white and green. And then stripes of kind of a denim-y blue and brick red. And then another section of self-patterning stripes with black and, like, a blue and green mix with some tan. It's a kind of odd colorway. But, um... It was kind of it was kind of interesting. I don't I have another this is you picked this up for me at Yarntopia oh, a few yeah, years ago.
1: Oh. back when and Carlos was really popular when yeah. they first started And doing I have a another skein of it line too. Or
0: and what gets me about this, I don't have the I don't have the skein with me, but the pattern does not look at all like what the picture look, um. showed on the um on the the ball band. I don't know if that was a generic picture that they used mm. or if it was supposed to be this colorway but it it was not what I expected. It's not bad, and they're they, were, they were very nice utilitarian socks. They're a little scratchy, but uh, I, this is after washing them. I suspect that they'll soften up as I wear them, kind of like Opal does. Yeah. But, um, so those are the only two knitted finished objects, and then I have four finished skeins of hand spun. The first I was working on the last time we recorded it is Panorama Fiber Arts, in the blue bonnet colorway it's pole worth silk and I got about two hundred and forty six yards of a, it's like a DK light worsted, that's kind of my standard spin unless I'm trying really hard for something different. Um, it's blues and greens and a little bit of pale yellow in here but that kind of blends in with the green. It, If you have ever seen a picture of a field of blue bonnets she pretty much nailed it with the colorway. Um, it's really it's really nice. I peri- like it a lot. Winkle. Yeah, periwinkle. Yeah. It's good. Because I'm seeing more purple than the Yeah, you know. and maybe the light too, but um yeah. and it definitely looks it's a very uh very true to what blue bonnets look like. And then the next one I finished was Miss Babs. This is Merino Silk in the Copperhead colorway. And it's a very tonal kind of um Cinnamate cinnamony, I guess. Maybe um it's a it's brown, like but kind of like a pinkish brown. Um I guess if I think if I looked up a cup picture I think I did look up a picture of a copperhead snake and it was actually the colors are pretty similar, but it doesn't remind me of a snake. <laughs> and this one's a little bit bulkier. Um I would say that's at least a true worsted. And I got hundred and sixty five yards on this one, so that seems about right. And then I have another skein of Miss Babs. This one is just a BFL Blue Face Lester. It is the Mango Madness colorway. It does not look like mangoes to me at all. It looks very... This looks like fall colors to me. It's um, very orange with some kind of... Olive, with a little bit of olive green and a little golden color in there. No, there is some like this. Very 70s. There, yeah, it is very 70s. Um, it does have like this pinky corally that does that it if you think about the color of a mango skin, I can definitely see where the colors I mean, the colors are there. It just doesn't look like a mango to me. But I got about two hundred and twenty two yards of this one. I actually just soaked this one this morning. I thought I had but then when I was gathering stuff it didn't have a a label on it and I didn't have it in my stash yet so I put all of my stuff in my stash recently which was quite an accomplishment on Ravelry I mean and then the last one is Handmade Hollows this is Superwash Merino and the colorway is Falling Leaves which I
1: don't doesn't know I
0: <laughs> it's pink and like yellow and orange like almost neon this it it did tone down when i when i applied it but it was bright 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 it's a does not very summery it reminds me of lemonade like pink yeah. lemonade does i don't know where the inspiration came from for falling leaves it looks nothing like like that at all it's pretty definitely not my typical colors but i could see using this um I could use it. I could see using it as a gift. It's super wash for one thing, so I could do like a little baby hat or a baby sweater with well, are those the yeah. same weight? These two? Yeah, they're yeah they're pretty close. Two hundred twenty. Yeah, they're very, Some sort very close. sort of fade or something. Oh yeah, All actually like... that that could probably work. Hmm. I don't know. My brain yeah. always goes to fades now. I've been starting to think that way too. But, um, so yeah, that is it. That's all of my finished objects. So let's talk about whips, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you want to talk? Sure. Um,
1: let's see. I'm still not knitting as much. Um, I got done with school the first week of May. Um, and then also, I don't know if the last time we recorded, we, um, bought another house. So we're in the process of renovating that house It's just like a mile down the road. So, um, and my husband's still in nursing school, so he only had a week or two break. So we've been a little bit of work in the new house, um, just trying to recover from school. And then the job situation has changed a little bit too. So, I'm still not in that brain space of knitting all the time, but um, I have knit a little bit. I am knitting on my Boogie Woogie Wrap, which is just a big rectangular um, stockinette wrap. Um, by Plucky Knitter, it skews slightly and it's just big stripes. I'm um, using five different colors marled together. I'm um, about a third of the way through that, probably. I haven't worked on it in like a week. I've um, also been... I haven't worked on it in a while, but I had been working on my Black Watch lambing mitts by Veronica Job using uh Pucky Knitter sweater in Black Watch, which is the colors out of like a Black Watch tartan, like a dark navy and a green. Um, I think I have... I have the thumbs to do. I'm not 100% sure if I'm done with the second mid or not. I know I have thumbs to do for sure. Um, I think I brought it home so I could take something else to work. And then um, I had to go to a conference. What, like, that's a week and a half ago already. Um, And I wanted something to knit on. They give us, like, an hour and a half for lunch, and they provide Mm -hmm. lunch. And so, it's like, we only need, like, 20 minutes to eat lunch. So, what do you do the rest of the time? (laughs) Because, you know, God forbid you socialize or network. And so, (laughs) I um, cast on a cannonball hat, which is a a hat by uh, Erin Hartman. I've made a couple of them. Um, It's actually the same stitch pattern as the lambing mitts. Um, So... I'm using Plucky Knitter's sweater. I'm in old copper. It was a skein of something that I had wound up. So it was just easy to grab and start. Although, I'm using a 6. Sweater's a DK and still be, my tension is still weird because of being continental. So it's a little loosey-goosey because you're doing knits and pearls. So I may have to rip it out and go down a size I don't know. We'll see.
0: It'll fit somebody. (laughs) That's the good thing with hats, unless they're giant or... Unless they're giant, because even teeny tiny, you can, like, give them to a baby. It'll probably be...
1: Well, and it's ribbed, so... I don't know. I mean, like, if I hold it up, I can see through it, so... Mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. That's all I have for, um, In Progress.
0: Excuse me. I'll start with the first thing I can grab. So this is the Knot Garden Shawl. And this is a pattern by Very Busy Monkey. I'm using Shalimar Breathless in Gunmetal. The last time we recorded, I think I talked about the fact that I had ordered... I know I did. I, I had ordered a second skein from someone... or got a second skein from Stash on Ravelry... And the two are pretty pretty different. The first one I think is more tonal, although as I knit the second one, it, it is pretty it's still got the tonality. But it's a darker um uh, honestly I think this one is more gunmetal. The the newer one it's it's got a grayer tone to yeah. it, where the other one is kind of almost more of a, like a slate blue. But I've been um uh, alternating every two rows. You know, we'll go back and, you know, back and forth one time and then switch. And honestly, it looks just fine. Um, I think when we recorded the last time, I had this in timeout because I thought if it wasn't then, it was right after. I had miscounted again. I had ripped it back and then um, I'd ripped it back and started over and then thought i was off again and then put it aside and when i picked it up again the next time i counted and i was fine I, like maybe i was the one off but like just backing up one row I was able to fix it so i've been back on track um i i'm very monogamous right now i am actually participating in stash dash um i'm participating with myself i never actually get in and post on the forums or anything like that but Usually it's just kind of on a whim, whatever I finish, but I'm very specifically trying to finish projects, so I'm making myself work on one thing at a time. And this is not it, <laughs> but this is the first one I grabbed. So since the last time we recorded, I've done probably uh, two, two and a half inches on it. Um, I am probably three quarters of the way through the first skein, and I don't remember what row I'm on, but I've still got quite a bit to go it's it it's not a hard pro, a hard project but for some reason i t- i've gotten off on it several times and have had to rip back um if i'm paying attention it's fine but
1: not there's something i
0: i'm not and i should be but i never do i'm really bad about that um i think it's the yarn overs that throw me off but um so there's that one i myself stabbed myself. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'm enjoying it. It'll be, it'll be, it's, the Shalimar Breathless is thick enough and squishy enough that it'll be a really warm shawl, even though it is fingering, I, it's almost more sport. But it's a cashmere blend, right? Yeah. 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 I have some it'll of that, that nice. I bought
1: for, um, to make a Lily Pilly. I got it when I was, went to the Loopy U a couple mm-hmm. years ago, and of course I still haven't made that, because... I don't
0: like lace. Oh. I don't like knitting lace. I, I do but not all the time. My so this is just
1: not in that place.
0: Alright, this one is the Equatorial Nights Cowl by Audrey Nicklin. I'm using Cascade Heritage sock in the sapphire colorway. I knit a um a curl. Using this yarn sometime last year, and I think the entire time I called it, I thought it was royal blue or something like that, or something different. It's sapphire. Um, So this is just a garter. It's a garter stitch cowl with um, beads placed to uh, mimic the constellations around the the equator. It's the first time I've ever done anything with beads, and honestly, I'm really enjoying it. It's so easy, I mean, it's so easy, and it's garter stitch. uh, There's counting, but it's not, it's, you've got it, you've got stitch markers at the one-third and two-thirds mark. So I only have to worry about, it's like 80 stitches at a time. And I'm using Knit Companion, so I will slide the little uh, stitch marker in you know, okay, how many do I have to count to? And right. I, I can, I can't do. I can't like watch a podcast on my iPad or anything while I'm doing it because I do need to see the pattern. But I can watch a television show or something like that. It's fine. It's going to be really pretty when it's done. I, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying this one. Again, not the one that I'm currently monogamously working on. But let's see. then. I've got in the llama bag that I got in my um, swag bag. Yeah, swag bag. That's the word I'm looking for at the Hill Country Retreat, which I love this bag so much. Who made it I can't remember. Who did those? Danielle somebody? I don't know. It's a D and an S, but I don't remember who it is. Sorry, this is going to be love. This is a new one. I had not cast this on. This is the fern lace shawl. It's crochet, and where the it is a v shaped shawl, kind of a soft v with um I forgot what they called what she called this pattern. It's kind of like this butterfly thing. I can't remember now, and let me see who it was by. I'm not being a good podcaster. It is by Michelle Dunayer, D-U-N-A-E-N-A-I-E-R. And this is handspun Three Waters Farm. I don't remember what, um, I don't know what the fiber was, but it was two colorway, or I think it was one club colorway, but she always does a contrast color that you can get as well, and I think I got that. So it was sky behind the trees and light in the trees. So it's a uh, sky blue with pops of, Brown, like different shades of brown and a little bit so of it's green. Striping in there. like that on its own. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's a really it's a pretty simple pattern once you it's gonna I don't have the hook in it so oh. it's it might but it's okay. That's um, the beauty of crochet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. But it, it makes these um like rows going up with these like a double V stitch. It's a really simple pattern once you get it took me a, a couple of repeats, but, and when I pick it up again, I'm sure I'll have to remind myself. But I was not, I actually, I wasn't sure what I was going to think about working with this particular hand spun in the skein. It just kind of, it looks a little, not it's long, pretty. It's
1: but it's really, really, pretty crocheted. yeah, up. it
0: doesn't look at all like what I expected it to yeah. look like based on how it is in the cake. Or was in the skein, and I'm really, really happy with it. That's I think that's one of the exciting that's things really about handspun, is that you just it, it's not as easy to predict predict what you're going to get. Oh, yes, yeah, so she has you do this, um, kind of put a lifeline. That's not a lifeline, but like a like marker, or a marker sort. right down the center stitches, so that you kind of to keep your place. But I really, this was a neat. That's a neat project.
1: Very. Like modeled. It's yeah. Kind of, just
0: soft and delicate. Yeah. Okay. Then, oh, this is a good story. This is the Owl in the Thicket hat. I think that's what it's called. Yes. By Sarah Huntington Birch. I'm using Round Table Yarns Avalon, and the colorway is Of All Nights Thou Bearest the Flower. And it's like a a sage, not sage green, but like a fern green, maybe? It's a yellow green. Yeah. Um, it's more green than yellow, but yeah. it is. it definitely has some yellow. It is a cable, very heavily cable pattern. I probably was working on this. I know I was working on it the last time we podcast and I was much further along. I actually made it to the the decreases and ran out of yarn and I was never completely happy with it it just felt like it was too loose the whole time it was so big I would not have been able to wear it I was gonna I was going to give it to my future daughter-in-law and because she's got beautiful natural hair and she it would have worn she could have worn it but um when I had to rip it out I I really want the hat Or, I really want to make the hat, so I just, I actually ripped back and started with, I think, just one size smaller needles. I might have even gone down two sizes. And, um, it's, I'm much happier with the fabric now, but it's got, it's very heavily cabled and it has an owl motif. I actually used beads on the owl Mm -hmm. eyes. I've never, I'd never done that before, but I, the other beaded project had empowered me. I'm like, oh, there's no reason to not put beads in these. (laughs) And I had some, I think, I don't know where these came from, but um it's a neat pattern. And this is one I definitely can't sit and watch a podcast on. I can watch, I can knit it while I'm doing something else, but I have to look at the I have to look at the chart. And so I'm I'm just past the owl. Literally, I think I just finished the owl, so I've got quite a bit more to go on that. Then I started the Riley Rose cowl. This is a pattern by Jennifer Lassonde. Uh, she's done several Riley Rose iterations. Well, she's done the Riley Rose shawl and the cowl. And she's, I don't think she's published it yet, but she's working on a hat.
1: Okay.
0: Now, I want to think, I want to think there's another thing that she was doing, too, but maybe... She may have just mentioned it in passing, or I may just think, be thinking about the hat. But I'm using Miss Babs Yummy Toes in the hops, which is a just a kind of grass green with a little bit of a yellow tinge to it. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's C-A-P-H, calf, cave. Mm-hmm. And a wand flower, which is a very pale green with speckles. It has speckles of uh, pretty much that same, the darker green and the pink of the the calf or cave. Um, And this one I had started, and actually I was having a hard time putting it down, and then I got monogamous. But um, it's, I think, five different stitch patterns. It's slightly different from what the... the 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 shawl is the shawl shawl shawl, it repeats some and I think it's all of the stitch patterns that are in the shawl but they just just one one Mm -hmm. time so I am two full sections in and had started on the third which is a a stockinette stripe section I'm gonna love this it's it's really fun to work on and I really like the colors these are not my Typical colors either at all. Katie shaking her like I can't believe you're you're hitting with that. It's the the, the pink, pink, it's the pink is not me. But I specifically put the greens. The green is you. on the on the edge, so that'll be closer to my face. Either way, I think I think it ends with the the pale green.
1: But we yeah. all go through phases where yeah. we pick a color that's not yeah. quite what is our style.
0: I like it. I just don't typically wear it. I do have a shirt right now that I got from Stitch Fix that's that same pink, which is surprising. I almost sent it back. (laughs) (laughs) Two more. And this one is um, the Depth Cowl. I had just started this, I think. I got the the yarn at DFW Fiber Fest. This is a pattern by Talitha or Talitha Kuwomey. It uses fiber seed sprout decay and this is the dirty seahorse colorway which is a teal with a, a speckled section that has teal and brown and like a natural color. So the if you have not seen this pattern before, it is intentional pooling. So you use your you can use either adjust your gauge or adjust your needle size to basically have these sections of the dark green and then sections of the speckled um, and it, it's a circular, you No, know, what do you call it, a tube cowl. And um, So you've got these distinct sections of both colors and you can see at the very beginning I, I was having a hard time getting the gauge right but it still looks cool but now I've got it pretty consistent um, and I've just fairly recently added an the second skein. Let me see where that was. I can see somewhere in here. Yeah, I'm about an inch, inch and a half past where I added the second skein. Really good instructions on how to to start the second skein so that you are in the right, same you spot. That, keep yeah. You the same. yeah, and it worked perfectly. So this has been, and, and this is just, I mean, other than making sure you. You basically, you count when you get to the markers to make sure that you have a certain number of stitches on either side, and adjust from there, but other than that, it's just it in the round, so it's pretty mindless knitting. And then last, but not least, is my current project, (laughs) is at the bottom, and it's another pair of socks. This is the Whiz Bang Socks by Sarah Hsu. And I'm using Undead Yarn in one of her, uh, Heidi's Roadkill colorways that I got at DFW last year. Um, it's basically, it's like a red base with, uh, pops of blue, like a light blue and a dark blue, and yellow and orange, um, and these are really cool. I love these socks. Um, Sarah has a neat toe, so, uh, You do the toe so that it's shaped like your foot is shaped. So you have kind of a flat bit and then it it tapers off like towards your little toe. And then the pattern itself is a slip stitch pattern that really works well with variegated yarn. And it worked so well with this particular yarn. So I've got one sock finished. I finished it this morning and then I just barely have the beginning of a toe on the second one. (laughs) But these are addictive, and uh, I don't think it'll take me very long. And I did them shorty socks, so I've got, I think I did three repeats of the slip stitch pattern and then 12 stitches for the cuff, so it's not very far after the heel at all. Oh, I do have one more uh, work in progress, but it's not with me. It's my work project. It's another pair of My Knitted Heart Vanilla Socks in mustache yarn in the Cassiopeia colorway which was part of her Space Camp kit a little bit before Christmas. And I'm making those for my husband. And I literally just started the heel on the second sock yesterday. I did one row of the heel uh, over lunch. And those are shorty socks also. So probably, if not by the end of next week, by the end of the next week, those will be finished as well. And spinning my current... On the wheel is Milka's Fiber Arts. It's Corydale, and it's a bag of candy, which are just, like, little uh, balls of roving oh. in different colors. Um, it's reminding me kind of like a box of crayons. There, It's not tonal at all, so each one is a, well, there may be a... It's very saturated, but it's hand-dyed, so there's always a little bit of tonality, but it's... Primary colors for the most part, um, and I'm not doing any type of planning. I'm literally just reaching in and grabbing them. So it looks a little weird, but I think plied up it'll be fun. Maybe it'll make a good fun, like a nice hat or something. It's a little scratchy. Corydale is a little scratchier than what I typically spin, but it's a quick spin. It's, it's It's got a longer staple, so it spins up pretty fast. So that is it for my FOs. You have any plans to cast anything on?
1: Well, I didn't put it in the show notes, but I... There's a pattern called Halo's Arrow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's just a rectangular... Shawl that's like ab B? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... Her name's Erin. Uh... But... It, It's written for fingering, and I have yarn, well, obviously I have yarn to to make it, (laughs) but my gauge on finger, just knitting straight fingering is so Mm -hmm. loosey-goosey. I do a lot better with, like, something that's DK weight or heavier. Now, obviously... Could you go
0: down a needle size? Do you think that would help, or would it hurt your hands? Because um, I think that's why my gauge is super loose, and I knit more continental. I I, I knit weird. I don't have. Well, I, I
1: ripped out. I was working on that. Um, oh, what was that called? You know, you bought me that Canon hand dies. Yeah. I was working on that Russell Street, the Russell Street shawl, and now using a four. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I started that a year ago. Right after I had switched, but even that using a four was still loosey goosey, and that's garter mm-hmm. oh. and the sales mm-hmm. arrows garter. Now, granted, it's just a, a recipe. It's mm-hmm. a you know, it's once you get started, it's just a recipe. So it's I could easily use DK or a worsted weight, but you know I've got the boogie woogie wrap and two or three other things. So and. Trying to get ready to move and all that. I just, I'll get to it. Mm-hmm. Um. But I don't think I have anything else that I'm working to
0: fixing to mm-hmm. to <laughs> cast. <laughs> fixing to fixing to. I I don't have any plans to cast on anything. I'm, I like, like I said, I'm trying to actually really focus on getting some stuff off the needles this summer I suspect that there will be a big cast on party at the end of stash-dash. I also have been working on steadily on my my two scrappy blankets. I'm doing the mitered square sock yarn blanket. I counted or I did math the other day and I have oh gosh you said over two hundred
1: squares left. Yeah,
0: I think I counted. Where did I? I I don't know where I. Oh, I I took a picture, but I had, um, I think it was like two. I think I've got two hundred and maybe it was two hundred and six squares left, something like that. Um,
1: yeah, you said over two hundred to go.
0: Yeah. So I'm actually I'm. I, I tend to work on those on, um, where did I put that? Oh, I know where I put it. Um, I tend to work on them on Sundays. It's like a scrappy Sunday thing. And I'll do one square on the, the mitered square blanket. If I think about it, or if I, especially if I have just finished a project with, with some sock yarn, I will definitely do it. I have some mini skeins and some, you know, some scraps that are just laying around that I'll add on, but I'm not, I don't always do it. And then I'm also doing the, um, granny stripe blanket. And when I finish a when I finish a square, I'll throw that scrap into the bag with that blanket and I've got a whole bunch of scraps lined up for that. And I'm doing, I basically, I'll do one like, one row on it. I can't do a whole lot of crochet at once. It just hurts my hand, or it hurts my... ends up hurting my shoulder. So I'll basically just let myself do one row, which is pretty long. It'll take, you know, 30 minutes or so to, to do it. Um, I'm trying to find... I had taken a picture. There it is. Okay. Well, okay. I did... <laughs> I took a picture the other day and then counted... How many squares it will take to fill in each corner so to get the corner that I'm working on right now I have 60 more squares to fill in that corner and then I have one corner that don't or actually the two caddy corner like upper left and bottom right each have 28 left and then um, 93 on the other one and yeah <laughs> I started out doing this in strips and it, um, some people, when they start out, they're squaring it off as they go. But others, the way you join them, you've got this jagged edge and that's how I was doing it. And then I decided I didn't want the jagged edge. So I flipped it and I have found instructions for one of the, uh, for a different blank, I mean, a similar blanket, but one that had the squared off and figured out how to add the squares so that I could fill them in. And I've been working on it that way, so it looks really, really funky right now. But if you look, like this is what it was originally. You can see the where I had gotten the other way, and now like, it's just <laughs> old. Yeah, but at least now I have I like I know where it is, and now I have photographed like this is you know, if I if I put it down and forget about it. Just put that in a will Yeah. Yeah, I should actually project page. Yeah, I should. Um, let's see. Events. Oh wait, no acquisitions. I only have one Well, it was really two things, but I ordered Oh, okay. So this precipitated this. <laughs> I saw knitted wet posted that she had these enamel pins that are hiking boots with yarn balls on them. They're so cute. I just and I, I I like to hike, so I bought that. But I didn't want to just buy the enamel pen and pay the shipping, so of yeah. course I had to throw in some yarn. And she has a whole national park line, okay. so this is the Big Bend colorway, which it's like a kind of a, it's like a cactusy green actually. When I think about it, it's a darker green than that, but it's got a little bit of the yellow. And then very dark blue and dark purple and that same bright pink, maybe a little bit more red in this one, which I'm guessing it's like a field of wildflowers in the spring and I've never been to Big Bend in the spring, but this, this doesn't look like Big, Big Bend to me is brown. <laughs> so this was a very strange color, but it was between this one and the Great Smoky Mountains, which both of them I love and I showed them to Jimmy and let him choose which one I should get and he chose this one so um i really i've knit with a
1: her stuff I has did, a very distinctive style too yeah the yeah with the little white spots yeah
0: i did um was in bad santa i think was the colorway that i got at stitches a couple of years ago and i did i ended up doing a hat with that because this the yarn is is fairly thick but i think i did a Thought I did something else with hers. No, I think I have some of hers. I have. She persisted, but uh, it's pretty, but it doesn't scream. It doesn't scream Big Ben to me. But what? Else? What did you get?
1: Um. So Diane of Sur- Suburban Stitcher has been doing um, a monthly yarn uh, in honor of various national parks, um, either one she's been to or that. She finds a picture she likes. And so Summer and I have been buying, we've bought most of them.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't buy the past two, but I did place an order today for this month.
1: I think between the two of us, we've yeah. gotten
0: a Merry month. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um,
0: so did this- you get the one that was purple and green? Did you get that one? I know we didn't show, like the last time we didn't talk about, at least I didn't bring that because only we talked about show purchases. So I didn't bring anything I had gotten well, April Between. would have been the pink one. This is May. Let's see. There was the Rocky Mountain, and then there was Sequoia and Kings Canyon, I think. Yeah, it was Mar. March was the cherry, cherry um, one. So April was. Um, there may have
1: been one that I didn't. Yeah, yellow get. and
0: purple was the inspiration picture, and it looked yeah. very Mardi Gras y to yeah. me, and I was I wasn't sure I was going to enjoy that, but.
1: Because the first month was really nice. It was Rocky Mountain. It was a very neutral. Like cream. With some greens and stuff. Mm -hmm. This is the second or third one. Anyway. So I'm working on my DK base. Because it's. um, Easier for me to knit right now. So it's 100% super wash. Um, This one. Is the Virgin Islands National Park. So it's. Different shades of blue with some green and purples. Yeah, so that's that. Um, and then I still haven't finished my other bar jello, partly because of my eyes in school and stuff. But um, uh, Brooklyn Craft Company, she splintered um, and created. Hello, Bargello. So I think she, this is Brett Barra. She's still involved in Brooklyn and Craft Company, but she um, started Hello Bargello hmm. just to do the Bargello stuff. So Bargello is a craft from like the '60s and '70s,
0: <laughs> kind of <laughs> like how the like classic ma- canvassy.
1: Kind of how like macrame is making a comeback. Well, this is Bargello,
0: so you. I um, like that.
1: Yeah. So then th- you. It, she has a blue and brown kit. Mm -hmm. Um, or you can make your own kit and without, it'd be one thing if I was like in the store and could pick my own color. It's different to do it online or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, um, she was having a sale and she's having a stitch along, um, through Instagram. So I got the dreams wall hanging. Now in the picture it looks huge, but it's actually only like, you can see how big the
0: Oh yeah, that's something. So
1: it's not even the size of a piece of paper. It's like the size of i iP- iPad tablet. Um, and it has a dowel and all the yarn and you get the needle, you get the instructions. Um, so I thought I would
0: make this for my new yarn room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've so. been um we went to at home recently which is a like a home- home and garden store i yeah, don't it know it used to be garden ridge oh is that is, are they the same yeah it used to be oh, garden ridge yeah well that explains why it's in the building that garden ridge yeah, is in. Yeah. It wasn't in. yeah okay i didn't realize that they were the same it's i like it better than garden ridge i don't know what the difference is maybe it's just that i hadn't been in garden ridge in a really long time but Ridge was I,
1: overwhelming because it was, yeah, it was and like this, this huge this warehouse is pretty, of plastic crap yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is um this is pretty overwhelming too but we uh not too long ago we had gotten a catalog in the mail and i was looking through it and they had a um like a llama canvas or it was either llama or alpaca and i saw it and i was like oh i need to go cuz there's actually one when i'm coming from my house i go right past one yeah. to get here and um but there's also one down not too a lot closer to me so we um Jimmy and or Jimmy wanted to go to best buy for something last weekend i think it was last weekend and they weren't open yet but it's right next door to at home so i'm like well let's go here i wanted to go look in look in here and even he was like oh let's buy this and let's buy that but i i couldn't find the exact alpaca or llama art that i wanted but i did find another one and i found one with a with some sheep on it so these are those are going to go in my craft room we also bought we had a like a whiskey barrel out in our front garden. This is so not yarn related, but um, <laughs> we had a whiskey barrel that caught we have we don't have gutters on our house for some reason. I don't know why they weren't there. But off the front roof it was just, like the water it needs to be handled somehow. It'll flood out the, the garden bed. I mean, flower bed. So we had had a whiskey barrel with some rocks in there that kind of spread that out but it's it disintegrated it had been years so we needed to replace that so we bought that and some metal flowers to go in there and it needs something else so i think i may stop on my way home they had this metal like bobblehead sheep thing it was so (laughs) cute and i'm like i need that and they also gave me a 10 percent coupon for joining their rewards i need that and i was looking through today and they had some really cute other cute art stuff so I found my new happy
1: place. I'm I feeling think. that I am not
0: a decorator, oh, and
1: I'm... It, it, that drives my husband crazy. <laughs> I mean, we kind of have the current house decorated a little bit, but that's more been him going and getting
0: stuff. I'm terrible at it.
1: I like buying like the towels and the bedding, mm-hmm.
0: but knickknacks the and knick-knacks wall is, art. Well, and because yeah. to me,
1: knickknacks are just clutter. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't want a coffee table, but. I have this urge. I'm like, I want to decorate. So hopefully mm-hmm. that lasts, so I can get <laughs> in the house. Especially I want to decorate my young room. That's yeah. um And we got built-ins on the first floor in what'll be like the family room, and then upstairs in the TV room, there's some built-ins, so there'll be a place to do some of that knickknacky stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hopefully
0: that that urge lasts. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't want to do any of that to we yeah. move, because so it's just more crap i got to move. So, my son is moving back in with us for, I don't know, he says maybe six months. We'll see. I don't know how long. Basically, there is an apartment that he and his fiancé want to move into a complex, but they're waiting for them to have a move-in special. Mm. He said they had gotten down, like, he said they got down to, like, six or eight hundred dollars. And this is a fair, this is one of these, like, Camden properties, I'm like sure about that but um we for are Fort Bend I mean it's probably it probably is cheaper than in the city but yeah. um so he where my you know they had moved out in last, last or about a year ago and my daughter's room we've never we haven't done anything it's kind of been a catch-all we haven't painted we haven't done the floors in there but now that I moved my craft room into Eli's room He has to have a place to stay, so Uh we're we're actually we ripped up carpet today, and and I think we're going to put in flooring tomorrow, and I just need to paint. It's it's this won't take a lot of effort, but in the process, I'm looking at his at that room which has more sunlight, thinking maybe I want to move my craft room in here. I think I've decided against it just because I don't want to move everything. I do like that room; it's very cozy, but I also I'm the only one. Like, my husband, he likes natural light and he likes being outside, but he doesn't like the curtains open in the house because it creates glares on the television. It also gets hotter, and it would be nice to have a room where I could go in and open the windows and actually get some light, but I don't want to move the stuff. But at at the same time, like, the colors that I'm going to choose for it, I'm keeping in mind that I might at some point move my stuff in there. Always move it after Eli moves out. Right, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Cause I, at one point, so we've got the hallway, we've got our room on one side and then Laura's room was not immediately across the hall, but it was like pretty much across the hall from us and then Eli's was a little further away. And we're thinking if we make his room into, or our, the original plan was to make his into a guest room because it's slightly further from us and it's closer to a bathroom. And it just made more sense, but his was ready to to renovate, and I wanted that craft room so the original plan was to have it the flip you have that flipped but I'm lazy and I like the room so but yeah I haven't put anything on the walls yet Jimmy and I were recording in there and I'm looking at it and I'm like we need something on the wall behind us it's very blank but anyway that's neither here nor there. Upcoming events: Houston Fiber Fest is coming up. Um, I don't know the exact dates. It's around July, uh, June twenty first, twenty third. I think that's right. It's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's right. That's right. Or is it the?
1: Yeah, the twenty first, twenty second, and twenty third. Okay. That Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I don't know if anything starts on on Thursday or not. I don't.
0: I don't, I don't know if there's think classes so. or anything. Um. I'm going on Saturday for sure. I don't know what time or anything like that. I don't want to take a day off of work to go on Friday. I didn't sign up for any classes, so I'll just be there for the market. <clears throat> if there's anybody listening who's going to be there and wants to have lunch or dinner, let us know. Or let me know. I think Katie is still waffling on. I I, I think I'll be able to twist her arm into going, but...
1: Yeah, I mean, unless for some reason my husband picks that weekend that we're move. moving yeah. house. Um, my plan is to go on Saturday. I can't go on Friday. Mm-hmm. I have something at work I have to be there for, so. Um, probably go towards later in the afternoon. That way we can just stay and go to dinner yeah, afterwards. Yeah, that's what, like I, that's we what did I was too. Yeah. I'm not buying that much yarn anymore, so.
0: I certainly don't need to. Um, I've been good since DFW only have bought the one. How oh, well, I did buy some fiber this week, but it hasn't gotten here. So it doesn't count yet. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, let us know if you're going to be there. Um, that, this has nothing to do with that, but it reminded me and I'll forget because that's who I am. The shirt I'm wearing today, I have this t-shirt on. It was designed by Enid of, um, she owns the Yarn Barn in San Antonio, mm-hmm. And she's part of the uh, River City Nets podcast with Elisa and um, Amanda. So, uh, those three, uh, Enid, Amanda, and Elisa. And back sometime in the fall, I think, she designed a t-shirt and where the proceeds go to the Rice Ace Foundation, which was involved and probably still is involved in providing support for families who have been separated due to immigration Mm. changes. And I've gotten several comments on this shirt recently. Every time I wear it, I get comments on it, and people ask about it. And I think I actually enabled one of Jimmy's coworkers to actually buy one last week, so I just wanted to mention it. So she does still have them. Um, I think I found it on her shop, but I don't remember... I don't remember how I got it. I had to look a little bit. But I'm sure if you reached out to her, she would be able to tell you more about it. I, I was, uh, Fiberfest people listening <laughs> is what made me think about So if Amanda or Enid or Elisa are listening, I wanted to make sure you knew that the shirt was, like, it always gets a response. Uh, reading and watching. You want to go? You want me to go? I don't care. I'll go because I'm first on the list. Okay. <laughs> so reading... Um, I have these in the order that I finished, and it's been a little while, so forgive me if I don't remember all the details. The first I finished since the last time was Silent in the Grave. I think I was probably reading that the last time we recorded. It was A Lady Julia Gray Mystery. It's the first in the series by Deanna Rayborn. Um, This was about a woman i can't remember this is like 8th, 19th century in london her husband has died and um this this guy comes and tells her that he thinks that it could have been murder and she dismisses him and then about a year later she finds this letter so he had gotten um like these threatening letters and he had taken them to this guy who was kind of a detective there was this kind of weird but um she finds these a letter about a year after his death and takes it to him and she's just one it's very very murder she wrote in that she can't Keep out of the investigation. She, mm-hmm. she has to get involved. Even though when she's told not to do anything, she has to do something. It was okay. I don't really necessarily have any interest in reading more in the series, but I did, I enjoyed it well enough. Uh, the next I read was Harbor Me by Jacqueline Woodson. This is the second book we're reading as part of the We Need Diverse Books and Yarn Club that is hosted by Anne of Little Skein and the Big Wool. And, um, is that what it's called? Little skin and the big wool, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and, um, this, this is a middle age or middle grade book about six kids who they're, I, they're probably, you'd be considered like special ed kids, but there's, they're not like, they have, all of them have, they're like, they're behind where they should be academically. And they are put into this special class, and then they're told, like, they're going to meet once a week, and it's just them and no teachers, and they can talk about whatever they want to talk about. And you hear, you know, each of them have a different story. One of them's dad is in jail, and no one knows it, except for one one of her friends who is also in the group. Another one... Uh, his father was, or they think was probably deported. Another one is worried about racial profiling. So it's all of that stuff. And it's a really quick read. Uh, it's very good. Um, we haven't had the discussion about this one yet, so maybe I'll have more to say about it later. We had the discussion about the hate you give and it was really, it was just a really constructive conversation. That was a really, it's a really good, uh, project that Anne started. Um, then the next book I read was The Woman in Cabin 10 by Ruth Ware. Everybody's heard about this one, I think, at this point. It's there's a woman who uh, she's a reporter and she goes on this cruise. There's a in the like um, it's like a Norwegian cruise on it's really kind of like a party liner. It's this man's uh, he's a like a Rich investor or something, who is starting this company and he has this, you know, this cruise line or not cruise line. He has a cruise ship, one ship. And she goes on, and it turns out it's like this really small cruise ship. It's very strange, and she thinks she sees. She goes next door to borrow some mascara from the person in the next the next cabin, and then like nobody has seen, like, this woman woman disappears and no one believes that she was ever there, and it was okay. It, this is a second Ruth Ware book. Everybody has, you know, I hear her name a lot. Both of the ones I've read are okay. So, um, it was, it was decent. I mean, it's typical suspense, but you know, with a, with a lot of the the female character that you're just like, why are you doing this? Why are you making this decision? Type stuff. <laughs>
1: Why are
0: you wearing high yeah. heels and running? Right. right. <laughs> um, and then today I finished Bohemian Gospel, which is number one in the Bohemian trilogy by Dana Chambly Carpenter. Um, when this, when I started this one, I really liked it. I would have given it a four or five. It dropped down to probably a three. It was just a little odd. There's a lot of, um, well, There's it starts out with the, she's a 15-year-old girl, and she has been raised in an abbey, but was never baptized. She was, ob- she's obviously other of some kind and she doesn't know who she is and she doesn't know why, like she's kind of shunned, doesn't know who her parents were, but she has these powers. Like she finds that she has the power of like resurrection. I mean, it's like resurrects this, this dead squirrel, and mm-hmm. at the beginning, but so there's all of this stuff, and then she fall. Oh, I don't know. She, she ends up healing. She's also a healer, like a legitimate healer, and um, heals the the young king, and they they fall in love, and all of this stuff, and you find out who her father is at some point, and that's where it lost me. <laughs> it's like okay. Not sure. But then I finished it and there it kind there was the epilogue kind of introduced the second book in the series and I'm like, well that's kind of interesting. So maybe, maybe I won't read the, the next one. Um as far as what we're watching, we watched American Gods season two. Um my husband liked it a lot better than I did. It was I'm I'm gonna I'm either people either are going to agree with me or hate me, but I'm hit or miss with Neil Gaiman. I love Neil Gaiman, but I, and I think he's a fabulous writer. Some of his stuff is not my style. And American Gods, was not necessarily my style, but it was very well done. It was a good show, but it wasn't necessarily my, my favorite. My husband really, really liked it. Then uh, we recently finished watching Hannah on Amazon Prime. It's about a young girl who... Uh, She's raised in the woods by her father, and she's he he's clearly been training her to defend herself or you know as kind of a weapon, her whole life. And she finds herself in the real world, and it's her story. And that one was really good. It was very it was pretty violent, but it was good. I liked it a lot. And then last night we started watching Good Omens, which was a collaboration between Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. And so far, I've I have never finished Good Omens, which that kind of goes along with the Neil Gaiman thing. I like I like it, but um, I feel like I have to defend myself for that. (laughs) But um, I just I for whatever reason I put it aside and never finished it. But it is a it is a very true adaptation. It's like if you it's one of the best literary adaptations I've seen so far. We've only watched one episode, but. um, my husband stopped it like two minutes and He's like, I love this. <laughs> so, um, Neil Gaiman's been very pleased with it. I follow him on Twitter and he's been, he was been very excited about it and was very excited about the reception it was getting. Um, like it started and I'm like, oh, that's, that is classic Terry Pratchett. It's so that's good. Um, and then when you were watching things, little bits of things here and there, but those are the only Like big series that we've been watching? So, um, for books,
1: like I said, school got done in early May, so I can actually read real stuff again. Um, I finished about a couple days ago Burnout, and I'm actually listening to it on audiobook as well. Um, this is by Emily Nagoski and Amelia Nagoski. They're twin sisters. Emily wrote um, "Come as You Are," yeah. Um, but burnout is about. It it does have a slant of. It is for women. I'm not saying that a man couldn't write read it, but it is geared towards women, um, and. They go through and explain, like, the stress cycle and how you have to process that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And mm. for some reason, that really clicked with me. Like, mm.
0: you no, know, granted,
1: <laughs> you know, the answer is kind of like exercise or something else, like meditation or something, where you do that every day or every couple of days where you get in that habit to process, process the, the stress juice. And how women, you know, fight the patriarchy and stuff like that. So, if you don't like that type of stuff, then that book's not for you. But, um, I don't know. For me, it resonated. It's like, okay, well, I've been having a lot of anxiety lately, so, and stress about stuff. And, um, this book came at this time where I'm like, okay, I need to start doing something about <laughs> dealing with my stress every day. So, um, I recommend this book, unless you don't care about, you know, you're with the patriarchy or whatever.
0: (laughs) That looks really good. I'm reading the... I'm looking at the Goodreads description. Um, so yeah,
1: it came out late last year, or early spring. Um, Harris County has it. Mm -hmm. I don't know... We don't have it in Overdrive yet, I don't think. I don't know if we have physical copies or not. Um... Because food copy they've, that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and they've been on a handful of podcasts and stuff too. Um, and then I read Deep Work. Um, focus is sometimes an issue for me as I get older. And <laughs> so I read a book called Deep Work Rules for Focus, Success, and Distracted World by Cal Newport. And that's more you know, kind of mentally making yourself it's not necessarily mentally making yourself, locking yourself in a room and saying I'm doing this, but it is setting yourself up so you can do that Um, you know, some of that probably depends on your job and your lifestyle, if you can get away with that, like Summer and I had been talking that um, I use Skype at work because I'm in a different building, so we use Skype chat Well, I'm always on edge waiting for that Skype chat to come through. Mm -hmm. And so that distracts me or having email open or whatever. So just little tips like that of turning some of that background distractions off so I can try and focus on something and using my words and saying, okay, I need you to leave me alone for a while so I can work on this. Um, So there was that. I'm currently reading Two Dark Reigns, which is the third full book in the One Dark Crown. Hmm. I get all the series names mixed up. By Kendari Blake. I'm about halfway through that. Um, and then I have Evermore as well to read um, after that. That's a series that I started last year. Uh Watching... Um, I have to work on getting my DVR cleaned off before we move, <laughs> so, because I don't know if that transfers with me or not. Um, if you want, I don't know if, how familiar anybody is with, um, Jermaine Clement from Flight of the Conchords. Oh, right. I knew I knew that name. Um, there was a movie a couple of years ago that him and, I don't know how you say his name, Take a... Watiti, he's become a director. He's directed, like, Thor and maybe Black Panther. He's directed Mm -hmm. a couple big, like, Marvel movies. But he was also, they did a movie called What We Do in the Shadows. It's a vampire mockumentary.
0: (laughs) That sounds awesome.
1: It is. So there was a movie, and that was a couple years ago. Mm Mm-hmm. But now they have a TV show on FX. It's not the same vampires, but it's, you know, vampires living in a dark house. It's a a married vampire couple and another vampire. And then they've got their familiars, you know, the people that are servants to them or whatever. And it's very, it's a mockumentary there is a little bit of nudity or crassness. <laughs> like, <laughs> the one vampire has a, a vagina garden. <laughs> so it has these, like, bonsai trees that are all, like, <laughs> vaginas or vulva
0: garden or whatever. Um, but it's hilarious. I don't know how to set this to explicit, so I apologize. <laughs> Well, if that's <laughs> vagina and vulva shouldn't be
1: explicit.
0: <laughs> no, it shouldn't, but you never know. Um, if you're offended, I'm sorry. I, that's not, but explicit, it's,
1: but. it's hilarious. It's so, yeah. So that's that. I have thoroughly enjoyed that. I started taping it and I'm like, yeah, it's going to be whatever. And then I started watching it one night. I was just rolling on the floor laughing. So the first season's almost over or is over. Um, so I highly recommend that if you like vampires and mockumentaries, and um, it's, it's funny. Oh,
0: it's on, uh, it is on Amazon Prime. Is it, oh wait, oh, it's not actually, move. it's not on Prime, it's listed. Yeah, the movie. Because the TV yeah, show is still on, on TV. Yeah, it's not actually on Prime, it's listed. I hate when they do that. Like, how do I watch that? I don't. If it doesn't, if it's not Prime, I'm not going to watch. it. Well, <laughs> so, and I don't.
1: Yeah, we have Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. and I don't really watch a lot of stuff off of it just because I've got the DVR. So I don't know what's on Hulu versus Netflix versus. Yeah. Um, but you may still be able to stream it off of FX or something like mm-hmm. that. But um, if if that's something you would enjoy, I highly recommend it. It is most hilarious. Um. A show that was on Ovation, which is kind of um, an odd channel. It kind of does, like, shows from other countries. Mm -hmm. But they're in English, so they'll do stuff from Britain or whatever. Um, That was the channel that had uh, Versailles, which I still have, Mm -hmm. like, two seasons to watch. Um, There was a show called X Company. Um, Camp X was actually, like, the secret... ...spy camp in Canada, in, like, Ontario or oh. something like that. Mm-hmm. That was supposedly, like, Ian Fleming was part of the camp in real life. But this was a TV show, um, I think they, it was a Canadian show or whatever, um, that they made about this group of people that were spies during World War Two. um... That worked with the resistance or were there resistance in Europe. And so they did these missions like trying to save people or blow up, you know, railroads or buildings and stuff like that. Um, There was three seasons at like 10 or 12 episodes a season. Um, It is a little gritty and there are... They do interact with Nazis. So if that's bothersome or triggering... They do talk about the concentration camps. They don't show the concentration camps, but they do show, you know, Nazi stuff and plans and talk about Nazi plans and stuff just so that you go into that knowing that. Mm-hmm. And they do show people being shot. Um, so, you know, it's not something you want to watch with your kids. Um, but we enjoyed that. And then, um, the second season of
0: Killing Eve, um, we just plowed through that, too. That's when we've been talking about wanting to watch, and we haven't yet. I um, like it. Yeah. She, Villanelle it's... is twisted. Huh. She is just, like, this
1: spoiled little brat who kills people, but oh. you, like, don't know. Well, she's a paid assassin mm-hmm. or Oh, okay. So I don't even know. And the... Eve is this, I don't know if she was FBI that became MI6 or something like that. She starts noticing a pattern and she's like this is a serial killer there's this this woman's an assassin Mm -hmm. all these things start happening and so that's how Eve gets involved and then they Eve and and Villanelle form this weird like relationship where like love isn't the right word but they love each other Mm -hmm. so um the second season was only like eight or ten Episodes or something, but I've enjoyed it. Dave and I both. We both liked it, so it's a little gritty too in mm-hmm. some cases. But because mm-hmm. I mean, there's people that die in
0: every episode. But definitely worth a watch. Uh, yeah, I wonder. I do no, not wonder. Um, Jimmy tends to like darker things than I do, so I watch. I kind of just follow along on a lot of things. I like. I'll enjoy them. If I really don't like it, then either I'll tell him you can watch this when I'm not here or I'll go watch a podcast or I mean I'll just stick earbuds in and watch a podcast and let him watch whatever he wants to watch but usually we watch we watch together that's when we've been thinking about there's I need a a good way I know there's like my list on on Netflix but I need a better system for keeping track of all of these things that I want to watch because there's so many and I forget them Okay, I think with that, I think that's it. Yeah. Um, hopefully we'll be back. Um, I would guess it'll be another, actually, you know, I think it really will depend on when Katie moves more than anything. Um, a month to six weeks is our aim.
1: Probably sometime
0: yeah. in July. Yeah. Um, going on vacation, I think. No plans have been made, but I'm planning to go on vacation the last week of August. I mean, last week of July. But other than that, I will be here. Um, so, yeah. We will talk to y'all in a little bit. Bye. Bye.